This is The Catch-Up with Nick and Hado. Welcome to The Catch-Up for Friday show. Very excited to be here. They can tell you're ex- you look ecstatic. I uh, do look ecstatic. Is it aesthetic or were... ecstatic? Yeah. I think it's just aesthetic, right? Aesthetic. Or ecstatic? I think there's a C in the mix, there but might I think it be... might be a silent C. Aesthetic. Aesthetic, ecstatic. I think it's... They might be two different words. Mm, who knows? Mm. Are you going to Google it? I'm going to Google it. It's definitely... Aesthetic isn't a word. It's ecstatic. So. Yeah, but do you pronounce it aesthetic? No. Are you sure? Play the little pronunciation thing. Actually, I, I can do it on mine. Wait, wait, give me a second. This is how Google thinks we should pronounce it. Ecstatic. Oh, God. Ecstatic. Ecstatic. There you go. That's not the uh, accent I expected you to no, I have. thought it was going to have like a Siri robot voice. Yeah. It was the man going, ecstatic. A nice British man. Ecstatic. Ecstatic. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Over the bloody moon, uh, you could say I'm ecstatic. Oh, because it's like ecstasy. Like you're, being, you're in ecstasy, you're ecstatic. There yes. you go. Didn't realize that's what that came from. Well, you learn something new every day, don't you? Yeah. And what else we learned today? We learned about a world record that Queensland's just uh, beaten. Yeah, yes, we did, didn't we? We did. We mean, you. Yeah. See, so you looked too happy with the segue that was just not. It was a fine segue, but I, what I'm what I'm happy about. Speaking of segues, they're not making it anymore. <laughs> uh, That's true. That was you seg- told me that. Did we talk about that on the show? Yeah, and I used that segue as a segue. Not very good. It was great. It was the best segue of all time. Bit of deja vu. Yeah. Uh, no, but this this has nothing to do with segues. One of the. That's a good. I'd segway. say most coveted, like most special. <laughs> World records has been broken, I think. Most amount of Fabergé eggs. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, just in general? Someone's got a crazy collection. What do you think the biggest collection of Fabergé eggs is? Is it Fabergé or Fabergé? Fabergé. <laughs> do, we need to, do we need to hear from the Englishman? I think it's Fabergé. Oh, interesting. Yes, I think we didn't hear from the Englishman. I think, I think it's a very quick uh, so Fabergé. Oh, it doesn't give it the option to, for the Englishman. What do we have to do with a bloody Yank I think or it might be... Oh, I think it's... Oh, because fa- it's Fabergé, I think. And it doesn't give me the Englishman because it's a brand. That's no, not like I think a it's a region in... It might be a brand, yeah, but I think well, it's, it's like house, a... Pa- house it's a region in Russia. Uh, no, it's, it's like not. A, it's like a Russian family. Yeah, pretty sure. Well, it's, well that's not a region. It's a family, yeah, but it's not a region. But I think, I think this is a point no, where... It's like, from, uh, Fabergé eggs are created by the House of Fabergé in St. Petersburg in Imperial Russia. Hmm. So there you go. Fabergé. I don't know, what, what are we talking about? We've been getting very is that, distracted. Is that the, um, but that's the record that they've broken. They have a no, lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> are we still on this? Yeah. This is the first thing. Well, no, answer my question. How many do you think is the record for fab eggs? Uh, a thousand and one thousand five hundred. There's no chance. They're so rare. There's just no chance. It's right, an awful how many, guess. How many you reckon? Uh, I reckon the largest collection is 17. <laughs> what? There might not have even been that many made ever. There's like not many. There's maybe like a few dozen in the world, and a lot of them have been destroyed or lost. Oh, it doesn't, it's not giving me a, uh, an answer. Yeah. Well, that's disappointing. Oh, well. Anyway, it's Google, not Google that in your own time. I try. It's hard. Uh, no. It's a well, no, people listening, they can do their own research. It is a record more impressive than a Fabergé egg collection. It's pretty impressive. More impressive than Usain Bolt's Fabergé collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which, yeah. oh, as I'm reading now, he's he got a dozen. He oh, he actually the, the foremost collector. Well. <laughs> the world's fastest man in the world. <laughs> he could steal them and run away before he could catch him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, More Jesus. impressive than all of those, hey? Yes, it is. Not bad. It's not bad at all. Hey, uh, we've got that record on the board. Plus, 
Uh, we wanted to know if you've ever dated siblings. Yeah, The Bachelor have uh, announced the new Bachelorette is two Bachelorettes and their sisters. Ba- actually, Bachelorettes. Yeah. Uh, they're not Siamese twins. They're actually just two individuals. Oh, that'd be good if they were conjoined twins. Well, that'd be interesting. Uh, also on the show today, we've got Mitch from the Rocky Wolverines. He's the mm. president. Uh, he joins us to let us know about how we can get involved in a sport that has not been affected by coronavirus. Yeah, there's not many of them floating around. It's a very small group. Um, most uh, most sports have been had their, their seasons cancelled or changed around significantly. Yeah, not us. No, not these guys. Good news. <laughs> All of that's coming up in the podcast. Get up with Nick and Hato on hit. Everyone can start cheering and rejoicing right now. Because it's, uh, I've got great news for everyone. Right, we'll tell us the news and then we'll be the judge. Uh, Queensland now holds a world record. It's very exciting. Could be a great opportunity for us. Could make a, I feel like we're going to make a lot of money from this, just Queenslanders. Yeah, right. Is it still with the mines? Because we're already making money from them. No, not, it's not from the mines. We don't have a world record mine. Maybe we do, but we that's not do. what I'm talking about. I bet, you know, I bet you we do. <laughs> that, that wouldn't surprise me. We have currently, right now, mm. the world's tallest living giraffe. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's all right. At Australia Zoo. Yeah. And you said that this is something we can all as Queenslanders can claim? Yeah. Yeah, right. So you're not, you're not, immediately, you're not as excited as I thought you'd be about this. I mean, they're all pretty tall, aren't they? Well, <laughs> like, this one's exceptionally tall. So a regular... How much at, taller than average? So uh, an average sort of male giraffe, fully grown, is between 4.6 and 5.5 metres. Uh-huh. Our guy, his name's Forrest, down at Australia Zoo, 5.7 metres. Which is about eighteen, bit over eighteen foot. Oh yeah, I don't know if that's. A, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh yeah. Well, think about that. Think about it like this. Yeah. I think the average bloke is about six foot. Mm. So if you see someone who's two inches taller than that, you don't you don't go. Whoa! <laughs> wow! No, wow! He's two. He's twenty centimeters taller, I think, yeah, than, the, right. than the average, yeah. which is pretty good. That's from the bottom of their hooves to the top of their ossicones. Uh, ossicones are the weird little freaky horns things. that giraffes have. Yeah, right. Uh, and I've looked it up as well, done some extra research. If he grows uh, a little bit more, so the world record for the tallest living giraffe ever is 19 foot. So he hasn't got very... Oh, well, yeah. what is that in metres? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to Stop using two different measurements. Well, it's written in two different measurements, all right? So I don't understand confusing. He's, I think he's 18.5, so he's got to go half a foot. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. Forest is still growing. <laughs> we're in we're in with a shot, Nick, this to have horrible. not only the world's tallest living giraffe, but we're in spitting distance of the world's oldest giraffe that's ever lived. I mean, wait, tallest. Did I say oldest? Mate, I don't <laughs> know. say tallest. Tallest giraffe that's ever lived. Isn't that exciting? I don't know if it's... I don't, I'm not excited by this. They're all tall. And he's no, not, but this one's extra tall. He's not... No, to me, that's not noticeably taller. Well, people have noticed. He's a, he's, he won the Guinness World Record. Like This has been looked at by the people who are in charge of who is the tallest, who is the smallest. Yeah, right. And Guinness say... The biggest giraffe. I just don't think it's... I mean, if everyone it's else impressive. is about 5.5 and it's only 5.7, it's not much of... It's it not is. enough of a difference. Mate, in the giraffe world, that's crazy. You know? Is it? I assume. <laughs> but this is a great opportunity. We can make heaps of money from this. Oh, where, where are your money-making opportunities here? Well, um, you know, you could... Uh, well, all right, how about this? You open up the zoo and you get people to pay money to go and see him. What are they doing with him now? Probably that. <laughs> Probably the same thing, yeah. I got Facebook. Facebook. Keep up with Nick and Hado on Facebook. Search Hit CQ. Uh, got to be an Australian TV first. Maybe a reality TV show first. Not sure. This week they've announced who's going to be the next Bachelorette. Yeah, right. That's the one where there's a lot of blokes and they're all vying for the heart of one, uh, one lady. Uh, 
this week, Australia, their heads are spinning because, oh, they've, they've shaken up the game a little bit. Yeah. And there's not just one bachelorette. They're actually going to have two. Uh, and they're actually sisters. Which is crazy. It's, it's insane because there's going to be a bunch of blokes now competing for, I guess, these two ladies who happen to be sisters. There's going to be a lot of weird triangles. You're going to be dating a set of sisters. That's so... It's just going to be... It's going to be great TV. It's going to be so weird. It's going to be very uncomfortable. I want to know this, 13, 12, 16. Have you dated siblings? <laughs> now, I know it sounds strange, and it might be a bit of a stretch to get some calls here on 13, 12, 16, but what I mean is, like, have you, you know, maybe gone on... And on a date or two with uh, one girl, then things maybe didn't work out and you maybe moved on to the sister or the yeah. same thing for a couple of brothers. Because that's the reality that some of these Australian reality TV show contestants are now going to be living with. Mm, they're fighting for it. They're aiming for it. It's going to be uncomfortable uh, because it's <laughs> going to be like a lot of love triangles mm. um, because you know, one of the sisters is going to like the guy a bit more. Yep. And then what if he likes the other sister? Mm. Absolute chaos. Great reality TV. Um, big ups to, I think, uh, Channel 10 that do Bachelorette. It's They've genius. <laughs> absolutely hit the nail on the head. Um, shockingly, we do have... A call? Yes. Or 13, 12, 16. Uh, who have we got here, Hannah? Got Samantha. Samantha, have you dated a pair of siblings? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is juicy. Now, I don't know what I wanted to ask first, because there's a lot of stuff. I'd love to know, I think, first of all, the timeline. Uh, wait, wait, was it at the same time? Um, well, they sort of overlapped in the end. <laughs> in, you, in the end? In the end? What do you mean? Walk us through it. What happened? Well, all right. So, the oldest brother, yeah. I got with him and um he was really abusive really oh, really really abusive oh, no. um but i knew the younger brother first um and then after probably about two years of being in that relationship of Awful situation, being abused yeah. and yeah. being mind controlled um i finally woke up to myself and sat down with the younger brother and we started talking and yeah. things just went from there. Right. And okay. so, so you then were with the younger brother. How long was that? Uh, how long did that last for? Well, it's still ongoing. We're oh, right. eleven years in. Eleven um, years. That's awesome. Yeah. So he yeah. helped you get get out of the other relationship, and now you guys are still together. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. How, how did that work from the relationship perspective of the, like the two brothers? How are they? Uh, how are they together? Um, well, they're not. They because yeah. the abuse was. It wasn't only towards me. It was towards the younger brother also. Sure. So the um, it's a very big, complicated family. But pretty much, we live up north. They all live down New South Wales, and sure, okay. we don't associate with any of, of them. So can I uh, can't imagine why. Yeah, no, sounds no. like a real uh, piece of work. Uh, Samantha, thank you so much for the call and. Look, keep those calls coming in. This is so interesting. Mm. Have you dated a pair of siblings? We've got Sean, who's given us a buzz. I really didn't think this would get any more calls, to mm. be honest. Um, Sean, mate, have you dated siblings? I sure have. I dated sisters at a very similar time. Like, they were overlapping. Oh. They weren't dating where it was exclusive. Sure. I was flirting with them. I took one out on a date. Yeah. And I was tuning the other one on Tinder. But they don't look anything alike. They're three years apart. Uh-huh. And I took the sister out three days later. So you didn't know they were related? No idea. Oh, okay. I thought you were a real scumbag. But that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually the best case scenario. Which So was it the older or the younger one that you took on the date first? It was the younger one. Right. And so how did you, did you find out? I mean, what happened afterwards? You've dated both sisters at the same time. What happens next? 
Well, neither of them knew either on the first day. Yeah, and course. then Very rarely would then, it come up that, you know, who else are you dating at the same time? Yeah, mm. I can imagine. Well, their auntie and their uncle. No, I'm only kidding. No, <laughs> it did come up a bit later between them. And then they approached oh. me. Uh, the older one actually approached me. Mm. And uh, she told me, she said, hey, I was talking to my sister. Apparently went on a date with her on Monday. And it wasn't like, it was just the first date and it was through Tinder. So it wasn't, what? we hadn't had the exclusivity chat then. Yeah, sure. But she was actually really like, she was really open and honest. Said, to be honest, I didn't feel the connection there. So uh, my sister really likes you. Just don't break her heart. Oh, okay. That's kind of nice. That is very so nice. So how many days did you go on with each? One with the older sister. Yeah. And I'm about to go on my seventh date tomorrow with the younger sister. Oh, number seven. Okay, so it's still going. Like number seven. Is it was that weird at all for the younger sister knowing that? Or I mean I don't have to go into too much details, but she's actually really funny. She's totally cool that we joke about it all the time. <laughs> That's good. That's what you want, I think. I suppose you want it yeah. to happen very early on in the dating game, because if it gets mm. too late, uh it's gonna make family occasions. Weird. Incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, sure. Or she's just plotting a twist and I'll find out that she's been dating my brother for six years. I mean, <laughs> oh, she's just trying to get her revenge. Wouldn't that be good? Sean, thank you so much for the call, mate. Get up with Nick and Hado on CQ's Hit. Don't know about you, but I like watching these videos where celebrities take you on a tour of their million-dollar mansions. Mm. I like to get a bit... Bit jealous and see how the other half live, right? I really liked cribs for that reason, but yeah. also because they have just crazy stuff in their house. Celebrities that love crazy stuff. I've been watching this one of uh, Kendall Jenner. She's done mm. a tour of her house. Does she have lots of crazy stuff? Uh, pretty regular house, but it's got some interesting details. I think uh, that I wanted to talk about because yeah. I, I think it's a bit. I don't know. I wouldn't have this in my house. Sure. Uh, she's done a tour. Can't of, afford it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I reckon I could afford this. I just don't choose. Okay. I would choose not to. Uh, she's done a tour of her house for Architectural Digest and she's taken them on a tour of her bedroom and she has revealed a piece of art that I think is a little bit X-rated, um, on one of the walls of her bedroom, one that's like over her bed. Uh, there's a light installation by an artist by the name of Tracy Eamon. A light installation. A light installation. It's actually like a big neon sign. Okay. And what the neon sign says is, uh... Well, it's it's very naughty. Um, I'd like to... I don't know how to put it in the best context, because it's essentially just the measurements of the artist's ex-boyfriend's penis. What? What do you mean? So there's a neon sign in Kendall Jenner's bedroom. It says, 22 centimetres. Glad to hear you're a happy girl. That's what it says? Yeah, so apparently... 22 centimetres, glad to hear you're a happy girl. Apparently it's a note that the artist's ex-boyfriend wrote to her. And oh also the measurement of his fairly large penis, as it would turn out. Oh my God! <laughs> and Kendall Jenner obviously saw this and thought, you know what? I better bloody put this in my bedroom. Need that above my bed um, to and see. Kendall, obviously very big in the art community. She goes on to explain Is that um, it's because he has a really big penis, I believe. <laughs> That's an explanation of why yeah. she has it. We can put those. We can connect the. <laughs> oh, we we can figured that dots. one out. Yeah. Yeah, Twenty-two centimeters, not bad. Instagram, Instagram's telling me everything. Nick and Hado are on Instagram. Follow at HitCQ. I'm now joined online by a man of ours and a name that people across Rockhampton might have seen on the news a bit lately. He's made a few appearances. It's Mitch Powell, president of the Rockhampton Wolverines. Morning, Mitch. Top of the morning, everybody. We are good. Glad to have you here. Um, look, next week it is not the kickoff of the season necessarily, but we've got an NFL combine essentially for the Rockhampton Wolverines. 
I've been trying to explain it to Hato. Yeah, Mitch, I've got no idea what that means at all. But we know we, we know lots of people wanted to come down. Can you try explaining what the combine is, Mitch? Yeah, sure, sure. So essentially what the combine is, a great opportunity for the region to come down and check out uh, what Gridiron's all about, where it's a couple of hours of drills and fitness and a really good way to introduce people to the game. Okay. Um, it's for people who are over 18, and men and definitely women can apply. We, we, we accept everyone. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic day. Awesome. Because I remember across last season, um, the Wolverines' first year, we, you know, we were fortunate enough to take out the flag and you know, win, win the league. <laughs> yeah, you guys came through on your first season and killed it. Well, we had, we've had a ton of interest since then, like, and even during, right? Like, the numbers are crazy. Absolutely right. Look, it's been a it's been a really fantastic, I suppose, uh, year for the Wolverines. And one of the biggest reasons why is um, obviously the Reef Bowl was a fantastic achievement, but also the fact that we have such great good club culture within our team and we do a lot of stuff for the region and the community. I mean, if you join the Wolverines, you're essentially investing in the community. And that's one thing our boys are really, really passionate about. Mm, awesome. So when you get down there, so you say you, you're doing the combine, what sort of stuff are you doing? If I, if I yeah. want to come down and play gridiron, what are you, what are you making me do? Yeah, good stuff. So basically, a big thing about gridiron is that there are different positions that have different roles. And essentially, a, a big part uh, of the combine is working out what position is suitable for you. Now, if you're brand new to the game, uh, which a lot of people who come to the combine are, you may not know uh, what position that you're going for. Yeah. So what will actually happen is the coach, uh, the coaches will actually interview you and sort of answer all your questions, sort of sort out uh, what drills to try and stuff like that. So, for example, if you're going to go for a position called a wide receiver, you need speed, um, vertical jump, et cetera, et cetera. If you're someone who is going on the O-line, which is, you know, we go against big boys, you need to have good footwork and a bit of size about you as well. So okay. each different position will have essentially different drills and exercises. But I, I suppose the biggest thing for people to understand is that um, we're still, uh, Gridiron's still a brand new game for the region. And a big part about the day, it's, it's a very supportive day where people are going to be new and shy and we're there to help you out through drills and stuff like that. Yeah. And we have, a very, we have a fantastic support staff as well. Well, what's been really good as well with um, the Gridiron season, I suppose just coincidentally, it's worked out very well for you guys because... You sort of what in your off season during all the lockdowns and when sport was banned, and you're about to start your new season sort of soon. Is that We're right? Not as affected. Yeah, so I suppose the initial plan uh, is basically our season's normally from about November to March. Yeah. Obviously, depending on the corona you know, epidemic, things things might change. But one big thing uh, that people need to know is there will be more gridiron and more gridiron-related activities all throughout central Queensland this year. Like, one big thing we're trying to do is really promote the game, not only to adults, but to youth as well. Uh, we're actually currently writing school programs to, for schools to get involved as well. So it's going to be an exciting year uh, for gridiron for the region. Now, I've heard, I've heard a rumour, Mitch, as well, that you guys are looking at getting a new team as well in, in, in central Queensland? Yeah, so basically... Um, We've been overwhelmed with interest um, from some all around the region, and there is a very high probability that we will have a second team. Wow. Um, it's exciting times. It's really good to see. Even before Reef Bowl, people were really keen to join, you know, to play gridiron. And that's a big thing about the combine as well, is because it gives people a chance to come down and actually try out some skills and actually try out some of the things that we do uh, in the game. And it's a really good way to see if you, A, like the sport, which I assume everyone will, it's an amazing sport, yeah. but also it's a great chance to see what the club's all about. Mm. It's like a career day if you want a very specific uh, role <laughs> oh, yeah. in the team. Hey, so it is next weekend, uh, the 9th of August, Kettle Park, one till five. Is that right, Mitch? 
Yeah, so what, I'll, um, what I highly recommend people do is join the Rockhampton Wolverines Gridiron Facebook page and you'll see a pre-registration link. It's really important to, for, uh, for people to pre-register because what will more than likely happen is that we will basically, um, during that time period between one and five, we might ask all different positions to come down at different times. Mm. So it's a great way for us to get some data and try to work out the day. You won't be there for longer than half an hour, an hour uh, okay. for, for your position yet. Plus, we also want to make sure we know how many people are coming down because you know we've got to keep in with uh, yep. the restrictions because of coronavirus, of course. Yeah, of course. You've got to have a pretty firm 100%. Uh, grip on the numbers there too. Doing the yep. right thing there. Mitch, thank you so much for joining us this morning, bud. We are very excited for next weekend. An absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. That was the Nick and Hato Catch-Up. Listen live weekdays from 6am on HITS.